Warning, the opinions expressed on this particular podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the guests alone. They do not represent the army, the police, or anything else. Simply our opinions, no one else's. Thank you and enjoy before I forget. sensitive topic of this upcoming uh, podcast, I'm going to issue kind of a warning. Uh, we're going to be talking about a fratricide in uh, detail. Um, if you uh, don't want to hear this, don't listen. I'm not offended by that, but this is just something that uh, we've kind of been sitting on thinking about and talking about each other uh, or with each other about this for the past 15-16 years Um, I'm just going to talk about the fratricide of uh, Kreider again, uh, listener discretion is advised if you don't want to listen to this, don't listen to this I'm not offended thank you What's up, everybody? It's uh, Tyree Brown, and this is before we forget. Or before I forget, my bad. Uh, here with Kevin. Hey. And here with Doc Skillen. He's our guest for the day. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Doc. Hey, what's up, uh, Wesley? Doc Skillen um, was with One Two Six for a hot minute. <laughs> Through the 2000s, I think I got there in, uh, hey, 2001, early 2001. Okay, so you know a little bit about the unit before 9-11. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, dude, because, I mean, I was, shit, I came in in 2000, July okay. 2000. So, for me, it was, I was going to a job, you know? Yep. Because there ain't been a conflict for a minute, so. Was... So you're kind of in the same boat with us when we decided, hey, we're going to join the army, and hey, it's a it's a fucking job. It's not a, uh, it's no worse to worry about right now, right? Yeah, right. like I was in a small town in Tennessee, and like factory job or you know drive truck or something like that. I was like, not for me. So. All right, and, and so when did uh? Like, uh, how old were you when you decided to join? Um, I was actually on the delayed entry program, and I was 18, uh, and I was 19 when I ended up uh, going to basic training and stuff. Oh, okay. So yeah. we're, we're all around the same age and shit. I always thought yeah. you were a little bit older, Doc, for some reason. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll be 41 next March, man. Damn, you hold this motherfucker. I was man. right with my assumption. <laughs> I'm still rocking and rolling, man. <laughs> Like, I I feel like I do not look my age, which I'm pretty happy about. I know the wife's happy yeah. about it, you know. Yeah, yeah sure. you look you good to be like old as fuck. Uh, question: What 
made you decide to go the medic route? Oh, bro, it like it was really just pure luck, fate, what have you. Because um, when I went in the recruiters, I told them, I was like, hey, I just want to fucking be a ranger and go airborne. You know, my dad, he uh, he was in the Navy and uh, he was pretty badass dude. He was a SEAL. I uh, did like a few tours in Nam, and I wanted to be like him. You know what I mean? I just didn't. I couldn't see myself being on a boat for six months. So, right on. So uh, the the need to join was uh, kind of instilled in your blood from uh, from the start. Oh yeah, like man, there's been like you know someone from the family on the conflicts like for quite a while. You know. So. So the, the skillin the skillin name has definitely been a part of American history going all the way back pretty much. Oh yeah, man. Like uh I've done like a little tracing, it goes back to like thirteenth century, like uh Viking and shit. So You're fucking know. Viking and shit? Yeah, like the first time it popped up was like in Scotland around thirteenth century and shit. That's dope. Yeah. Uh yeah. do you remember like at the uh the defect uh AKA the Chow Hall, um, when they were, they would like sell those uh, swords and like the coat of arms and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, I, I ended up getting one of those, dude. No, they sell that shit right at the fact at uh, on Lever. Yeah. Oh, really? Like right in, you're like coming in there and giving them your social and shit. Yeah. So, so I only ever ate there when. I ran out of money and had to use my meal card to, to eat. <laughs> so, which I think was I, I ate there every, you know, um, almost every time I was hungover. <laughs> oh yeah, hell so no, man! I'm in there. I'm in there for breakfast, man. Yeah, yeah, all, all the they, time. The can't really knock their breakfast. The shit yeah. was on was hidden all the time, constant. Anyway, so uh, you get to your unit after basic training. Uh, Give us a little example of how things changed from pre nine eleven to post nine eleven for you. Oh man, it was. I mean, we were pretty much just chilling. Um, you know, a few graphic beer, home felt stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, man, really, it was chilling. <laughs> All right. When, when did you? I mean, when, when I remember. Did... Like, you know, just not doing much of crap, dude, and just being like, wow, this is definitely uh, like a nine-to-five job. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like maintenance and stuff, I was like, I really wasn't doing much medical stuff, man, unless we, like, had a sick call rotation. Because we, like, each squad used to run through the aid station, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Right. So, a sick call for folks listening, they don't understand. Sick calls uh, when you wake up in the morning and uh, said, mommy and shit. Mommy, I don't feel good, <laughs> and I won't go go to school. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got a cold or some shit, and so you don't infect everybody else. You take your ass to sick call, or you got a twisted ankle or some shit, or something like that. They'll take care of you. They, or now, like a or your ass was hung over as shit, and you didn't want to <laughs> yeah. go on a run. Right about that. I remember when I was, when we were privates, dude. Like, 
it was it was it was put out to us. You don't go to sick call unless you're dying, or bleeding out somewhere, or you have an STD. Oh man, that <laughs> that's STD. They gotta throw that in there. <laughs> I mean, dude, my I remember my brief. I remember the end brief when I first got there. Sergeant Major Conklin um, sitting there talking about like how great Schweinfurt is and how great it's, you know it is to be stationed in, in in Europe and all that stuff and in Germany. And he's like, but when you go out in the economy, I mean, enjoy yourselves, enjoy yourselves, but just know uh, crabs and chlamydia are the two uh, uh, most popular STDs. I'm like, this is the end brief? <laughs> what? Oh, uh, yeah. Welcome to Germany. you will burn your balls off if you touch one of these nasty motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, generally, like, pretty normal, it's pretty chill, man. Like, you know, you, you came to work, you did PT, you went out drinking. And then it was all over again. Oh, dang, we got to go to the field. All right. Go to the field, qualify. And the cycle continues. Yeah, pretty and, much. And then uh, where were you exactly when 9-11 happened? Matt, we were, we, we were, uh, we were at Ledward. We were on lunch. And... Uh, like someone came pounding on the door. I just walked in the fucking door with some Taco Bell, about to okay. sit down, you know, took off the new top. Shout out to Taco Bell. Right. And uh, <laughs> then they come, you know, hey, you know, we got attacked, blah, blah. So I ran down to, uh, you know, basically where the medics kind of congregated um, in, uh, Specialist Mackey's room, and uh, you know, watched it go down, watched the planes fly in, and everybody was like, Fuck, couldn't believe it, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, No fuck away, come, you know. And then it was like, Man, we're fucking prime, we're going to fuck a war, let's get ready. You know, we got locked down, uh, you know, they let us go at the end of you know, COB, you know, close the business. Uh, which was like four thirty, three o'clock. Mm-hmm. Some days, you know, I can't remember what time it was. And then they end up calling us everybody back and locking us down and telling us that they were uh, protesting and them, burning flags and shit like that. And uh, we're like sitting there just around waiting to hear what's going on. Like I don't know. Like zero two zero three, mm-hmm. and they're like, "All right, you guys go home, go to bed. Uh, you know, don't go anywhere. Don't drink. You know, be back here uh, zero six thirty PT formation." It's like motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> so it's right back to it's right back to normal shit for you. Yeah. Wow. And then you know, then it started uh, where. Everybody is on high alert, you know, gates locked down, used to be able to come in and out, you know, uh, it wasn't a big deal bringing people in to, you know, the locals, female, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) it was a lot easier, (laughs) you know, to sign them in post and do all that stuff. Uh, Then they locked everything. No shit, wait, whoa, whoa, back then you didn't have to sign them in? No, man, like when I first got to Germany, dude, like I remember, uh, like, females were, like, permanently living in the barracks, like, wow. with their GI friend. Uh, I remember 
uh, one uh, specialist that will go, would not put his name out there, but right. he had a room inspection. And, uh, you know, as long as your wall locker is locked, they can't, you know, open it up and inspect it, right? Mm-hmm. So he had, uh, <laughs> you know, we go back there for lunch and um, we hear something more like, what the hell is that? It's like, dude, it's coming from your wall locker. Is it? He's like, oh, shit. He's like, <laughs> man, oh, I forgot to let them bitches out. <laughs> oh, man. And them bitches. Yeah, there was two of them oh. in there, dude. Oh, man. Just quiet as a mouse. You know, Jeez. You know oh, back man. and German back and forth and shit. <laughs> they, but, yeah, yeah, that's how it was, you know, like pre-9-11. It was, yeah, they were down for the cause. Yeah, no, or you would like walk in, like in Bravo Company, you'd walk mm-hmm. in and like instead of you know Private Snuffy cleaning the fucking bathroom, it was some German girl, his girlfriend, and they're that's, cleaning the common areas, or taking a shower right next to you know whoever. Wow. Yeah. Like I remember uh, plenty of times going over there to Bravo Company and like. Seeing like some little naked German girl walk down the hall and doing something, you know, it was it's wild, dude. Hey man, Free yeah, I mean, twenty. So it is. Yeah, I was twenty at the time. You know, I was. This is crazy. <laughs> okay, so uh, you're acclimated to to Schweinfurt, Germany. Oh yeah, at uh, Labor Barracks, and it's time for your first deployment. Where do you go? Uh, Kosovo. Uh, we went, did a 52-day field rotation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, fond, man. Fond uh, fucking memories of graphic Bro, here. talk about hell. Those 52 yeah. days suck, Fro- man. Fro- frozen hell. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, uh, the first day, I think it was like, I can't remember, it was the hick. Or sticks, lanes, one of them, man. But all of our gear was already wet and soaked and muddy. And we, like, we're going out there to do this stuff. Man, I sent back 12 cold weather casualties that day. The first day. And that was when we were cleaning in that muddy uh, tent. He said he sent back 12 cold weather Casualties. So, cold weather casualties are uh, individuals or oh, soldiers man. who are injured from the cold weather. Exactly how it sounds. I got a story for you, Doc. Well, well, with oh. that, let, uh, yeah, let me finish with this one. It's, yeah, go ahead. Like it was so bad because we didn't have any heaters on any of the brats. None of them worked. Like it was so bad. Our feet were so froze. Like the guys were trying to uh, get up on top of the Bradleys and our feet out on the exhaust of the Bradley, which is only like a foot wide. And just, mm-hmm. you know, so I had to take turns like on our feet out on the exhaust of the Bradley. Or if we had, were happened to be around one of the Abrams, we'd go to the back of the Abrams to throw out by the exhaust. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, which, you know, that wasn't healthy at all. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember standing up. Just the one up, the, you're just breathing in that exhaust. You're standing there for like 20 minutes until you sort of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's smart, man. That's smart. Yeah. So, 
your uh, audio is a little funky there, Kevin. Is it? Slightly, slightly. Anyway, it's good now. Uh, so, um, 52 day field problem, man. I remember that shit. Uh, I was a casualty. And um, uh, I, I guess I got shot in the knee or some shit. And uh, they called for casualty evac. And here comes Doc Skilling, fucking jogging up. I'm supposed to be laying on the ground, so I lay down on the ground. It's fucking ice cold. It's cold as fuck outside. It, like fucking really cold. And I'm from California, so you know, it's just if uh, just a little bit of cold is, is terrible for me. And I'm black. Anyway, fucking <laughs> fucking skilling comes on over and uh he another soldier out. I don't remember exactly who it was, but they went about five feet and dropped me right in a fucking puddle. <laughs> I, I want to say it was kicking away. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Phillips. Uh, yeah, that definitely sounds like a Billy Jack move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we get over to the casualty evac station and shit, and I'm like shaking like a leaf, like crazy. And they're like, "Man, you're a really good actor." I'm like, "Bro, I'm not acting. These assholes dropped me." <laughs> in a fucking puddle and that's how i really got to uh really got to know skilling i really didn't know him at that point i think at, at when that should happen that's when i kind of really got to know who this dude was he's a cool dude i promise so fucking uh we're in kosovo your first deployment yeah uh, it's along with us yeah and it's in a situation where motherfuckers can actually get hurt oh yeah tell me some of the things that you dealt with when you were working on individuals, don't name names when it comes down to that kind of shit or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. you can keep it clean, but, uh, or we, you know, tell it how you want to tell it. Uh, like, like, like Kosovo wise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, a lot of it was just like, uh, a lot of dehydration stuff and all that. But, uh, I think I was the, one of the only medics I know, out of one, two, six that dealt with a real world casualty that deployment. Uh, mm. And it was, they weren't even soldiers. They were, um, you know, local contractors. And uh, they were driving down from the retrans uh, in a fuel truck. Oh, and, uh, I forgot the, about that. He, w- he f- was going too fast and they didn't fill up the air brakes or whatever it was. And they end up crashing that thing. And it kind of messed them dudes up. And we were way too far out to, like, do a, like, a medevac, you know. And I was the only medic out there, so I couldn't leave. And uh, mm. so I called in a bird. I did a nine-line medevac and flew him out. And we weren't supposed to do that for locals. But, uh, you know me, I didn't give a shit. Yeah. I watched that shit happen. I watched that fucking big ass tanker fly. I promise it had to have been about fifty feet through the air and just crash. And those dudes are just bouncing around on the inside like, like freaking ping pong balls. Just like, oh man, I'm like these dudes. They might not make it. It didn't look good at all. Yeah, I mean they they end up being fine, you know. But mm-hmm. hey, they were a little messed up, a little jacked up. Yeah, but I actually, have a picture uh, of that bird taking off. But other guys. other than that, you know, I mean, I had to treat myself because of uh, old Fred Rock. <laughs> uh, we we're on out there at the gate, 
be, you know, I, I always helped you guys with gate guard, radio duty, all that shit. So I was out there on the gate, and uh, Frederick, you know, we're surrounded by all those little kids, you know, hey, Mr., you know, you know, trying to sell us those DVDs and all that crap. Mm-hmm. And You say try, I bought them shit. Too. Yeah, well, I mean, we all did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do it. I mean, a few of them was down there trying to sell their sisters and stuff, older sisters. I, yeah, did not purchase that. No, 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 no none, none of us did. For the record, none of us did. Yeah. So, in uh, I I had a knife on my my side, and Frederick comes and just from the behind me and just jerks it out while all these kids are around. So just natural instinct, I grabbed it and he sliced my hand wide open. <laughs> I had to go get go get stitches and stuff. Well, they <laughs> they made him drive me back to uh, whatever the main post was. Uh, Monty. Monty, Monty, yeah, yeah, Monty. And I was cussing him out the whole fucking way, the whole. <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, man. I'm like, what the hell are you thinking? What is that? man? I just don't know. I just wanted to check it out. I'm like. Well, fuck, we're out there with a bunch of kids. It's just natural instinct, dude. Or grab it. I don't want to get stabbed with my own knife, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah, right. one of them. And and you remember those kids, dude? Like, I remember we would park our Humvees, and uh, and 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 you know, we'd be like sitting in the Humvees or something, or just talking to some locals. And then next thing you know, dude, there's kids got the back hatch on those Humvees open and like trying to steal MREs and stuff. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they they were crafty. Uh, little little fellas, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> jerks. It, other other than that, like medical wise, man, that tour it really, you know, now, they call and stuff. Uh, you know, I you guys were talking about uh, old old man Jay Winchester, the yeah. the last one, man. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember having to give him an IV and stuff. I I've got pictures of it and stuff. Like he's like ah. You got me. <laughs> I we were doing so, those air assault missions. Yeah. Right? So I remember that. Dude. So, Sergeant Sar- Winchester, man. Sergeant Winchester, for, for people listening, this guy got his first combat infantry badge, first saw combat during the Persian Gulf War in the early 90s. And so when we all got there, you know, he was this crusty NCO, angry. I think we talked about him in the last uh, last episode yeah. of Earth. Um, yeah. Man, he yeah, was man. Audie Murphy's AG. Dude, right, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was he was right there next to Washington when they crossed the Delaware. You know what I mean? Right. And uh and yeah, dude. So for him to get an IV, that 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 fucking that air insertion mission that we did, how many you gave how many IVs to people? We had a couple he kind of Man, I, I ran out. That that had to call in resupply. Yeah. I mean they were they were right with us, you know what I mean? They were in the damn Humvees, but, but at the top of the damn hill. Mm-hmm. And then oh, man. like that night, uh, yeah. <laughs> man, it was so freaking hot. Yeah. And there were mosquitoes. so many damn mosquitoes, bro. Yeah. Dude, and then dive bombing our ponchos, man. Sergeant Bloom's like, build a fire. I don't care. <laughs> so, and everybody, <laughs> we got our ponchos. In, man, it had to have been like 90 degree weather. In, in the plastic, you know, rain ponchos. Yeah. Next to a fire, it was hot as fucking hell. And you then, remember what happened after that? Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm getting to that. 
I'm just setting it up. <laughs> you know, and then you know, with the mosquitoes, you got the if you got your poncho on, you just hear zing, zing, zing. all night. Or if you put your head out, you're just landing all over. Mm-hmm. You're finally about to doze off, and then you start getting dusted by freaking helicopters. You're like, yeah, what dude. the hell? They they land, you know, a little further off. What the hell y'all doing out here with a fire? <laughs> it yeah, was I remember weird. them. I remember them yelling at us over uh, over like a PA system or a loudspeaker or some shit, man. Put your fire out. We're like, what yeah. the fuck is this guy doing? Here, I, I remember uh, Sergeant Bloom just flipping them off like "fuck yeah. you." Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, Dude, bro, we're trying like, to, we're trying to survive out here, man. Leave us alone. Like, I, you know, just a quick pause of that. Like Sergeant Bloom, like I totally love that guy. He was freaking one of the best NCOs that I had the pleasure of working with. Like non-combat, you know, and Absolutely. like, dude, he taught like all of us. A lot of shit. And it was, you know, it was awesome working with that dude. Yes, it was. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, this deployment's done. And uh, I, th- I feel like uh, the medics were the only folks during that deployment that really did their fucking job. You know? I mean, you guys really had to deal with a lot of, lot of bullshit. From a lot of Man, bullshit. it was guard duty. And yeah. um, just yeah, we, bullshit patrols, uh, you know, out yeah. there looking for them smuggling stuff. And man, it ended up being them Coca Colas and Camel cigarettes and shit. And, and, and you know, after we're holding them there for like two, three hours, then they come over there. Oh, just let them go. It's like, <laughs> okay. Y'all remember going up to the Serbian borders when we first got up there, and like we were posted up right there on the border, and you could see the the, the Serbian guard tower, and like yeah. they're sitting up there with like binos watching us as we're sitting there with binos watching them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just yeah, really ridiculous, just, dude. Watching yeah. us do all kind of dumb shit. Like, That's hey, nasty. that was that was the uh, that was the time that a certain uh, NCO got the nickname Captain Skyline. Because remember, we were doing a we did a, a tactical um, checkpoint, right? So lights out, blackout drive, all that nonsense, not night vision and all. And uh, <clears throat> we lost radio comms. So Captain Skyline, as he would become known to become, uh, or later become, uh, drives his Humvee, headlights on and all, to the top of this ridge line, and you know, in in in, in that direction was Camp Monteith, and it's lit up. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you have the the sky is a little bit bright. He's up there. So, he's just completely silhouetted, right? <laughs> Headlights and everything. And we're like, this what the, this defeats the whole point. <laughs> you know what I mean? They knew we were there anyway, but still. Those, yeah. those Bryce guy missions were BS. Uh, do you remember the other base that we went to uh, and, like, we pulled patrols out of? It wasn't Viper. It was the other one. Now the one with retrain. Zegra? Is that yeah, it? Yeah, Zegra. Yep. Man, I remember being out on one of those. And uh, the command. And I will be talking a bit more about that throughout this discussion more than likely. Um, they, you know, they wanted to come on through as we're like on this narrow road trying to get 
you know, everybody turned around and, you know, we're done for the night. It's, you know, zero three, zero four. And I'm driving an FLA, which is, you know, a high backed Humvee that is very top heavy. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for explaining that too. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, they make us pull off to the side Humvees on this very narrow, narrow road. So a third Humvee can come through, which is the command. And little did I know, I'm halfway hanging off a freaking cliff. Yeah. Just teetering, pretty much. They end up pulling me back up with some snow chains or whatever. Uh, Sarnun and a couple other guys. Hey, and, uh, Sarnun. Right? Um, and we we're headed back, finally. And we're going just... Right along, it was me and uh, God, Doc Sheldon. Y'all remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, so it's me and him. I was riding back. And uh, we're going about to go around this curve. And no, it's, it's not turning that way. And here we go. It was, it was just destined for me to go off a freaking cliff. <laughs> so we went off a cliff. And, man, we are just – down i'm like damn we finally hit in this embankment you know and just luckily and right before a cliff like a you're fucked there ain't no coming back cliff um get out after both of us got hit with this radio uh because it broke we hit that hard Mm -hmm. um because we're flying through trees and stuff get out man and we came about two foot running over a whole family in a tent. And I'm talking about like from great-grandson to like you know, great-great-grandma. All in this one little tent. It's like so lucky. So we had to run back up and try to catch the convoy because our radio was busted Mm. and it was a long way back. (laughs) (laughs) And it was with me and Sheldon. So I was like... It was old too. Yeah. He wasn't that old. He just... He, was, <laughs> he looked old as a motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and luckily, we caught the last Humvee, man. The last Humvee. And we're like, hey, <laughs> we got to get recovery. So they didn't come back. But I, I, was, I was really worried about that. Like, <laughs> being stuck out there. I was like, damn it. Hell yeah. Dude, that that particular deployment, I remember having so many vehicle issues because yeah. we got we got stuck up about a hundred meters from the Serbian border. Power steering went out. Humvee, the wheels locked to the right. The road curved to the left. We, me, Billy Jack, and Sergeant Winchester were up there for three days. They had to come out there and dig our way out. Right? They had to bring up all these like uh, uh, you know earth movers and shit. You know what I'm saying? The engineers had to come out there and pretty much widen the road and in some places create a road just so they can get a wrecker up to our Humvee to pull it out. And then, you remember, we, we were trying to take the engineers, uh, the 12 Bravos, on route clearance with us, and the road narrowed up. I think Sarnduel was the, uh, the lead truck. Um, couldn't go any further, so we try and back down this narrow path, and these guys back up way too wide, and they end up <laughs> backing their Humvee up over the edge. And they're like, oh, shit, they get out. And next thing you know, dude, Humvee just fucking rolls and falls. And do you remember that? Yeah. 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 And and we had to sit out there and guard it. Like we I sat there, me and uh Billy Jack 
sat there in the Humvee in the rain all night to guard this truck. Like, dude, they can come take this stuff. I don't care. Hey, <laughs> no, you want to talk about the stupidest guard thing we ever did was you remember when we um I can't remember if it was I think it was this the 52 day one uh-huh. um and we had the C4 training with the engineers oh yeah, yeah. that was cool and somebody blew a Humvee size hole in the ground <laughs> and we yes. all had to pull guard duty on it yeah I remember that yeah they were like, wow. yeah, hey, uh, just do whatever with this box of C4. You a bunch of 11 Bravos. What Have the fun. Fuck do you think it's it's like, yeah, <laughs> they packed a whole MRE box full of C4. Hey, see yeah. what happens. <laughs> Man, who, if, who, uh, no, we're not going to name, uh, but I'm, I'm trying to remember who uh, was specifically in charge of that. Oh, I, 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 I can't I, remember. I don't, I don't know. know. I definitely remember that though, and being like, "Y'all, dude, what? That hole was that was a crater, dude. Yeah, that was a crater. It uh, could have hit a Bradley in there. Because that's when uh, we still had uh, what's his name for a platoon sergeant? Um, sergeant Swain, uh, Sergeant Rush. No, Sergeant Rush. Yeah. Okay. Bad Sergeant Sar- Rush. For oh. y'all, for reference, Sergeant Rush looked like Tom Green, kinda. <laughs> right. Uh, Hey, Tom Green, hey, like did, in glasses. Do y'all remember, in a, like, in a ill hair, hairline way back? Yeah, way back, way back hairline. <laughs> well, do do you the thing that always sticks out with me with him was his uh, his female preference. If you remember what I'm talking, I don't. About. I don't remember that. Me neither. The, the all natural. Oh. Um, well, he, you know, he's oh. an older generation guy, older generation guy. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but like, yeah. hey, being in there on like radio duty or whatever, and he'd be like oh. leaving his books <laughs> later. He'd be like, "Damn, come on, Sergeant Rush, <laughs> I want to see that shit." He's a, he's no, a fan of the, no. He's a, he's a fan Which, of the bush, I guess. For for people what? listening, we're not we're not bush shaming, right? You do what you want to do. It's it's your body. Do what you want. Hey, yeah. look, all right, no, you got no to hate. Think time, time, time here. It was like <laughs> 2001, you know, that just wasn't a thing that the younger generation did, you know? Right, yeah, not so much. No. This conversation is getting weird. Hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we are yeah, getting this. all stuck <laughs> here. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's so, reel it back. Okay, so now you're back in Schweinfurt after Kosovo. Uh, what do you? What are you doing? What are you? Uh, and we were, into? we were freaking partying, dude. And yes, that was about it. We were like, man, we just got back from Kosovo. Man, y'all don't even know mm-hmm. uh, Tabasco's. Yep. Oh man. yeah. Yes, so many brawls and fights. Uh, <laughs> Man, ridiculous! You remember? And, you remember uh, uh, Tidwell? Yeah. Yep. yep Our yep. Bat- uh, b- the battalion supply guy. I mean, yeah. he was a, at, at the time he was like a specialist, or I think. Oh yeah. 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 And remember he was he remember he was the Iron Spader. He had the highest PT score in the battalion. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So one night, dude, we're down at Tabasco's, right? And uh, it's just he and I left. We're, we're the only ones down there still. Everybody else had already gone. And, uh, you know, Tidwell had escaped. And uh, so we're there. We're hanging out. We're chilling. Some, uh, what were they, artillery dudes or tankers? I think they were artillery guys. They come up there, and they just yank his skateboard out. And they're like, this is ours now. And we're like, what the shit? And there's like 10 or 12 of these dudes, right? And I, I tell Tidwell, like, look, dude, I mean, I guess you can get your skateboard, or we can just roll out, and we can go get another one. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's probably, that's probably what we should do. That's probably the best bet. I was like, yeah, cool. So we paid our tabs. You know, we're heading out the door. He's like, hey, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piss. I'll be right back. So I walk out the door, and you remember down those steps, right? So yeah. I'm standing on the, on the sidewalk at the bottom of those steps um, and waiting, you know, waiting for two. Uh, and, like, out of nowhere, like, yeah, I see him bust out of the door and come hauling ass down those steps with a skateboard in his hand. I was like, what? They gave it back to you? <laughs> he was like, no, I just took this motherfucker. You better run. And so, like, <laughs> behind him, dude, every one of these guys, like 10 or 12 of these dudes, just follow him down the stairs. We're about to be our asses hanging this. You know, like, I'm a fight, but, like, I can't take on this many dudes. And so they're sitting there talking shit. I'm, I'm eyeballing one guy. He's got an earring in. And my first thought was like, okay, as soon as this goes down, I'm yanking that bitch out of his head. That's going <laughs> to that's gonna put him down. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. There's going to be blood. Somebody might get scared of that. And then, you know, that, that might, you know, de-escalate a little bit. So shit's about to pop off. Tidwell's holding the skateboard like he's about to, like, baseball bat somebody in the face with it, right? Just like in that movie Kids. Ooh. And uh, so, the, like, they, they kind of step to us, and, like, you know, I'm standing my ground, and next thing I fucking know, Tidwell is sprinting off into downtown Schweinfurt. Like, what the fuck? I see him gone, and I turn back, and one dude swings on me. I'm, I manage to kind of get out of the way, and I turn and run. They fucking chase after me. I do a dive combat roll thing and change directions on them and uh, try and get into a taxi. And, like, they fucking chase me down. One dude punches me in the back of the head. The whole time, Tidwell is running. It's just like in the goddamn cartoon. Tidwell is running out of these alleyways and across, like, the, the cobblestone walkways there, right? Mm-hmm. Out of one alleyway, you can't catch me, disappears into another alleyway. <laughs> comes out another one. I'm the Iron Spader. I'm like, what the <laughs> this whole time, I'm like, I'm, like, trying not to get beat up. Like, oh, my God, dude. Oh, yeah. Dude, I mean, yeah, this is a weird way, but, yeah, man. That's that was, yeah, Doc. You're right. Yeah, that time frame. That was it, dude. Like I, I, I mean, I personally have a story like that, dude. Uh, me and a Charlie Company dude, uh, Garnica, my boy. Oh, I yeah. still am in contact with him, man. Um, I went to basic training with him. Yeah, he man, he's doing awesome. He's in uh, Arizona. He's good, bro. But yeah, yeah. Man, I remember me and him, you know, same type thing. And it was, but it was against some uh, <clears throat> Russian and oh, yeah. some German guys. And there was, there was quite a few. And we came downstairs at Tabasco's and there was just two dudes getting worked by a bunch of guys. And I was just like, damn. I was like, who's American? And the two dudes getting worked were American. I was, we looked at each other. We we're like, man, we got to help. So we're trying to pull them out. You know, we're not trying to fight anybody. We're just trying to pull them out of there. And, you know, so we end up getting into it. And uh, you remember Tiki, Sonka Pal? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he ended up getting hurt. And we threw him in a car. 
and got him back to the barracks. But like we went back for these dudes, man. It was it was pretty crazy. But that was just I mean, with the whole mortar platoon and all that stuff, those guys, man, it's just crazy times. Mm-hmm. And then you know, we got Fred getting chased back from downtown uh, by some by some Turkish dudes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because I mean, it was wild. Even even before that, man, uh, it it was before you guys got there. A uh, bunch of Russian guys ended up setting uh Joe on fire man. Like yeah. he was crazy. Yeah, that was so, a, like you really had to watch your back out there, man. Was that at the bar across uh, across the hallway from Tabasco's? Yeah. 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 Yep. But that's why they knows we can never go in there. Yep. I got about five feet in there and I fucking got the fuck out, man. I didn't know, you know. I just wanted to see inside this motherfucker. It was like mysterious. I, I yeah. It. <laughs> oh, I mean, there were a few of those places that you just didn't go to. There, man. Yeah, I mean, in Germany, period. Like, I mean, yeah. I was there. I was there for quite a minute, so like, I got to explore a lot of places, like where Americans didn't get to go, and like, it was it was a lot more fun than where if you were where the American present was prominent. And, and they, you know, it was a lot better interaction with the locals and stuff when it was away from them because they didn't have as many horror stories, you know, dealing with, ah, oh, it's the American again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So. <clears throat> yeah, so do you remember during that time frame, though, that, that 14 months from Kosovo to Iraq, like how often we went to the field? Yeah. And I remember how often we got our shit to. We had like nothing. We were yeah. And then they wondered why we were fighting so much, you know, or people listening why we were fighting so much. We were bored. We had nothing to do but drink. They took yeah. all of our stuff. We were allowed like what, like a little five by five box of personal stuff, which yeah, mostly like a, like a deep, uh, you know, a portable DVD player, some DVDs and stuff, and. CDs, CD player, because that was a thing back then. Yeah. Yeah. And I even got into fights out there during that time. That's crazy for me, man. I ran from the Polar's eye. I mean, we're all bored, <laughs> man. We, and, and, you know, we were, you know, gearing up for, hey, we're going to Turkey. We're going to war. So all of us were like, get in that mindset. Hey, yeah, man, up. we're going to freaking war. You know, I might not come back. So I'm about to have as much fun as possible before I go. And yeah, hell yeah. If someone gets in my face, you know, screw you, man. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> and I mean, that was just how it was. Yeah, it got pretty wild. I remember there being briefings about, uh, you know, you motherfuckers out here fucking around, you know, just fucking shit up constantly, man. It was, it was damn near like, almost like gang type shit. Oh, my oh God. yeah, damn near, dude. It was fucking I mean, that I, close to I, I just pulled, being off the chain like that. I pulled my first Article 15 out of that, <laughs> all that area. <laughs> uh, you remember we went to we did a field problem, and uh, we were doing a night mission with nods. Uh, Johnson, you uh, went over the nods the last time, man. And uh, like no depth perception. And we're yeah. walking through the woods of Germany. And 
it's old growth forest. So there's a bunch of downed trees and stuff that's covered by like moss and grass and all that stuff. And we're walking and you're just following the guy in front of you. So if yeah. he steps just right, he doesn't stumble away. But you step and me, I've got pretty big feet. So I step and I go through this one log and I twist my knee, you know, that I've already injured in airborne school. And I was out for a good little bit. And ended up, you know, catching a drunken disorderly with all that. It was this uh was this the uh the uh, the night mission where we we set we stepped off right after sunset and walked all night long oh, that uh, until sunrise the and then they, they did that, that pot smoke in the morning? Yeah, that would be the one. I, I didn't make it the whole way. You know what makes me I, mad you know. about that mission? About that that so our sergeant major at the time, I don't remember who what his name was, but he was like, Men, carry all the ammo you can. You're gonna need it when you get there. And so I was a two forty gunner and um a hundred rounds of seven six two blank ammo weighs five pounds. So I loaded down, man. I had eighteen hundred rounds on me. Right. Billy was my fucking my uh, my ammo bearer, my AG, my assistant gunner. And so he was carrying about a thousand rounds. We're like, fuck it, man. We're about to party. Let's let's get some bullets. We had no idea how long we were going to walk. And so this shit's all in my ruck, all in my gun, all in my body armor. Right. And we're walking, like you said, at night. I get I don't even get like 20 steps in and I take I'm trying to step over a log and I fall the fuck over. and I get turtled. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm stuck on my back. Two dudes had to come help pull me up. And Doc, I'm 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 almost positive you were one of them. Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> and then uh so we walk all night long, just dead ass exhausted, dude. We walked for cause like the sun had come up and had been up uh for a couple hours before we got to our position to put the gun in place. So we finally get there ten hours later, put the gun down. Uh we're overwatching this fucking little village. You see the cobs all milling around and stuff. I get my fucking and I'm ready to engage. I'm like, I'm locked and loaded. I got belts fucking combined together, and they call index. <laughs> I didn't fire a single round. I was so <laughs> so mad, so mad. But that hey, that helped. That that prepared me for that one mission that we went on in Iraq. Remember the uh, we were handing out emergency radios. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. When 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 first squad went down in the reeds, I went down. I was I was one of them. Yeah, that shit yeah. was fucking hell. Hats off to Sergeant Gill for keeping it together because yeah, our entire squad fucking damn near fell out. I think it was maybe one or two dudes who didn't. It's already well. Fuck. Let's let's uh, fuck it. Well, it's hey, already- before we get there, like uh, I know we've. Uh, the previous episodes, and then we've mentioned them a couple times. But uh, you can go over who uh, Mr. Billy Jack Phillips is, man. Yeah, um, man. Go ahead, Doc. Uh, you know that guy. He uh, a native brother, so like I had a lot of interactions with that, and uh, he was awesome. You know, yeah. I, I just you know put that out there first off. Go ahead, bro. As far as Billy Jack, dude. So Billy, so like you said, he was native. He's a, he was a, a, a Kiowa, Kiowa Apache from Oklahoma, like full on Kiowa warrior. 
Now you look at him and, you know, he's a very small, unassuming guy, right? And uh, very kind, very soft-spoken, a little weird. Nothing bothered him. You remember, you remember, you remember that? Nothing yeah. bothered him. I remember one time, dude, he pulled his boot, uh, his, his, his boot off his foot and his sock was bunched up all the way inside the boot. Like, and it was like that all day long. I was like, Billy, does that not bother you? He's like, eh, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, this is a sock. Like, Man, it, literally, it's just, you know, how he grew up on the res. He's just, he didn't have crap. So, you know what I mean? He was like, well, whatever, you know. He yeah. was used to it. You want to talk about fighting? Billy, <laughs> yeah. nicest guy, but when he got to drinking that Jack, dude, him and Bozil would share them damn uh, Long Island iced teas at uh, <laughs> Tabasco's so mm. many times. I'd be, hey, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a man having to like stop what I'm doing, you know, talking to friends or females or whatever and like take care of him. And I mean, because, you know, Doc was never off duty. And yep. take him downstairs and put him in the cab and be like, you know, and, you know, grab Bozio and be like, man, stop talking to this. Sorry, man, but this fat girl and go home <laughs> with your buddy. You know, you you helped him get this drunk. Now go take care of him. You know, put them both in the cab. Get him out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, uh, I had to go downtown to for General Hospital one night with him after somebody busted him in his mouth. Found him all oh. twisted up like, man, dude, you gotta you gotta take it easy, dude. It's gonna it's not gonna work out for you so much. And he kind of backed off it a little bit, but you remember when he got his ass pummeled at the, the, the megadrone? What? Yeah, no, dude, I don't so know he, what happened with that. He was at the megadrone one night, drunk. And you know, like so Billy Jack gets the he, he gets to the point where he's drunk. And, like, he's throwing up what he thinks are gang signs. And he's, like, somewhat (laughs) verbal. And then there's the next phase of him being drunk where he is, like, no words are coming out of his mouth. He's just stumbly. Like, you can look at his eyeballs. It's pitch black, right? Mm -hmm. So that was Billy Jack that particular night. And he's over at the Megadrome one night um, by himself and starts being drunk Billy. And four dudes stomp the shit out of him. You don't remember that? Like his his face was all fucked up, dude. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, I mean, he had so many names, and a lot of it was due from alcohol. You know, Bootwash Bill. <laughs> yeah. And then you know Joe Dirt came out, so they kicked kicking ring. Yeah, that that's the one I stuck. Yeah, yeah, that one really stuck with him, man. But dude, super awesome dude, and you know it it to me it's just a shame how. It ended for him, and uh, you know, I I wish I could have uh, reconnected with him before he ended up passing. Yeah, awesome, yeah. dude. I um, so I was the one that found out that he had passed. Um, I I he when we when I left active duty in 05, he drove over because we used to live like two and a half hours from each other. So he drove over to see me, um, and in mid. I'm sorry, mid to late 05, I guess. And uh, and that was the last time I saw him and, like, I lost contact with him, man. Like, didn't, I didn't have his phone number or didn't work anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, like, I was, like, you know, Facebook had just come out or sort of just sort of getting popular. So, like, you know, every so often I would get on there 
Phillips. I would Google Billy Jack Phillips. And um, what was it, 2014, 13 or 14, I, uh, or 15. Man, I can't remember. I don't remember what year it was, but I was digging around Facebook, looking over social media, trying to find out what happened to Billy. Um, yeah, because I had just come back from California. Um, and, uh, and finally got a hold of, because I, I, I remembered, do you remember what his adopted, his original name was? Uh, Sapehoodle? Yeah, say, well, say Pahoodle, yeah. Richard yeah. Evan say Pahoodle. Yep. So yeah. I, I, I Googled that, best spelling, and got an actual spelling of it, and then started looking that up on, on Facebook, and I came across some say Pahoodles in Oklahoma. And so I just started messaging people left and right, going through the friends list, and then I found on one of them, uh, somebody with the last name of Phillips. I'm like, this, has, this can't be a coincidence. And so finally, one of them contacted me back, and I think it was his uncle um, or cousin, and was like, oh, yeah, no, Billy Jack passed away. And, uh, and uh, his mom is, is you know, here, here, here's his mom's name. Look her up on Facebook. She can tell you the whole story. So I messaged her and um, sent her my phone number, and we talked on the phone. And, dude, I, I, was at work, I was working at Loomis at the time, and I sat there in the cab of that truck bawling my fucking eyes out, man. Like that was devastating to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was pretty much the same when I, I found it out. Yeah, it was cool. my birthday. Because <clears throat> it, like, you know, it was pretty close, man. Like, even when I first got there, I remember uh, uh, one of those field deployments. You know, it was one of my first ones with Second Platoon, and it was like the old school guys. You know, like Double G. Man, I can't remember. But anyways, and <laughs> they the everybody was wiped out except for me, Billy Jack, and I want to say it was uh, P Diddy, and we end up having to continue mission, and we end up passing and like. Taking a, taking the objective, just the three of us. Like it was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was like a PFC or something like that. You remember, you remember that that night in uh, where were we, Hohenfels, and we were with uh, Sergeant Winchester Squad, Machine Gun Squad, and we went to go set up that ambush at like midnight. You remember that night? Vaguely. I mean, there's a it lot of the, it. Was, well, this this particular night was the one night that me, you, and Billy Jack cuddled. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. fucking sweet. Hey, yeah, dude, it was so man, fucking hey, cold that that, night. In that instance, <laughs> man, it, it didn't matter. Like man, it no. was so fucking cold. Like, hey, there was no skin skin contact. I mean, I'm good, no, man. I'm bites and remember, balls, man. I've been there before, dude. No we are. <laughs> I was in the middle though I, I, I don't know how that worked out but uh, I was in the middle you were behind me and Billy Jack was in front of me so I was like I'm always a thing. big spoon baby always a big spoon <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but yeah alright so we're fucking getting ready to go to Iraq oh yeah and we're in Iraq man well 
Damn. <laughs> that drive to Kuwait, you guys were talking about that. And, like, yeah. how you fell asleep. Like, literally, I wrote down with uh, – it was me and Love and a tanker E6. I can't remember his name. And we drove down in a five-ton with no top oh, yeah. and a 50 cal. And I was on that fucking 50 cal most of the ride down. And if I was on that 50 cal, I was driving. Me and Love, back and forth. The other guy didn't want to do much but sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, I remember he was a tanker. Yeah, he was yeah, he was a tanker. So <laughs> I remember one you know, one night and we're about to pull in uh and stop for the night. And so everybody's going real slow, you know, that creep, you know. And so like coming up on it and I'm just coming up on him and all right, break. And then the next thing I know is, boom, I'm waking up after hitting um, one of the dang mechanics trucks. And so Rebecca comes out there and was like, man, what the hell? I'm like, man, sorry. My bad. I was like, <laughs> my bad. I, I just dozed <laughs> off. I was like, I've been on that 50 calorie drive. And I'm sorry. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It was like. And I, you know, we, I knew him, so we had a good report. He's like, and there was no damage. It was like, you know, like maybe two miles an hour. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. So, a little love tap, a little love tap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Like riding down, man, like you guys are saying, it was just nuts. Like just thinking what the hell we were about to expect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it was crazy. It was fun. It was fun. I, re- I remember in my head, man, it was almost like a fucking, almost like a fucking movie. We yeah. Rolling, rolling over everything and uh, shit burning. Was, was a, yeah. You know, when it did, when the shit wasn't on fire, it was actually a beautiful country. The only thing that surprised <laughs> me, I was going expecting a lot more camels. I was slightly yeah. disappointed with the amount of camels I actually saw. Okay. <laughs> I never saw, I don't remember seeing one. Dude, I did. I, hey, and I, I got to fulfill my Schwarzenegger fantasy and I punched him. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Pete is going to get you, man. Hey, hey, it was a lifetime fantasy of mine. Like, I grew up, you know, hey, Arnold was the man, dude. I emulated yeah, right. that. He was, he was awesome, dude. <laughs> All right. So, You've arrived to your duty, your your uh, home for the next year and a bit. Well, yeah, uh, our first, the first at Bradsville Mora. Yeah, yeah, the first one, and I I lucked out. I got one of the possible out of the few guys that I was able to get along with the entire time, and that was. Mr. Johnson, and that was oh, my yeah. real dog, man. Like waking up to his sometimes balding, well, young balding head. You know, oh God, it was rough. Some, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and we would just wake up and look at each other and just be like, oh. <laughs> and both of us would Here grab a smoke. 
and be like, yep. And Johnson would turn on some music and we would start our day. You know, whatever that may entail. Yeah, right. I, 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 we had though. we had like we got pretty lucky. It was just us two for most of the time. Like the other two positions kept switching out. We I know we had I know we had Griff for a minute. Yeah. Um, I can't remember when he switched out. I, and it had and that I think that had something to do with like because uh, at the time when we first got over there, I was I was the RTO. Yeah. And so you and I were like, you know, platoons, like you know, quote unquote, like headquarters type elements, you know what I'm saying? We're not like operating in a certain, like we're operating in a very specific capacity outside of the regular infantry capacity uh, while also being in the infantry capacity. Yeah. Which I mean, so, and so for people listening, um, so we keep referring to, to doc as doc, you know, Wesley Skillen is, was our combat medic. He was a 68 whiskey in the army. Like he, his job was combat medic. Our job was 11 Bravo infantry mechanized. But I, I, I was but, a, a 91 Bravo first. Yeah, nobody cares about that. We don't talk about that. <laughs> but Doc in Iraq and in Kosovo was on every patrol with us, weapon at the low ready, engaging when we were engaged. You know what I mean? Like he was he was operating in a level until it was time for Doc to spread his angel wings and do his fucking job. Yep. Yeah. And uh and I'll, I, you know, I, I, I kind of want to impress on people like, um, how, how, like, how hard that is to switch, right? To to go from adrenaline fueled combat engagement to now I got to switch gears and pull out all of my all of your your medical knowledge and and do what it is that you were trained to do. And uh, I mean, and that's, that's, that's to me, to me, honestly, that's no easy feat, man. It really is. It like, that's, that's, that's a big deal, man. Especially when you consider um, that the people that you were going to operate on to perform life-saving measures on were us, your buddies, you know, like we drank together, we fought together. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we've been, like you, you said before, you know, we've been together for a while. We were like a well-oiled machine, man. And yeah. Luckily, dude, to that, it is why our uh, low casualty rate, the whole yeah. uh, the whole deployment. I mean, that was a that was a lot to do with it. I mean, I did other steps, you know, that we'll probably get into later. But I mean, that <clears throat> was, you know, that was it, man. Like a, we a big contributing factor. So good. You're uh, you're kind of say something. You're kind of bubbling up on the audio. Is it good now? Anything better? Yeah, that's good. There we go. Yeah. So we're in Iraq, right? And uh, yep. Yeah, and so it's uh, early on in the year, right? Because we, like we talked about in the last episode with Mike, you know, we really started. We we got up into Iraq in uh, March, mid March, and started doing stuff. Yeah. And uh, and uh, that's when. There's a very defining moment, Tyree. I don't know if you were you plan on getting into this yet, but like that was a very defining moment uh, for all of us, especially those of us who were there, and especially for those of you who were right there. True. Yeah. Um. um fuck, man. Let me start off. Let me explain up up to my my memory of of what happened. 
up yeah. until it happened. Oh, I've, I've got a, a good memory of the too. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so the uh, day Kreider uh, got killed, we were walking out to the Bradleys um, to go to this big, enormous pit to test fire weapons before mission. This is what we did before missions up until this day, every time we drove out. Um, I remember seeing Kreider, who I did not really know very well. Uh, I've seen him. I, I, I know, like, he had some big-ass feet. It was the <laughs> one thing that really stood out about him to me. Yeah. And he was fucking young. He's like a fucking very, baby. Yeah. He was the youngest person in our battalion. He was the newest yeah. person in our, in, our, in, our, in our company. Yeah, this fucking kid. And uh, he had a saw, and he's dragging his ammo behind him. And I'm like, hey, motherfucker. Because, you know, at that point, I'm specialist, promotable brown. I'm trying to get promoted. I'm trying to, you know, lead by example and be that shining light for shit. And uh, I'm like, hey, motherfucker, you're dragging your saw ammo. He picks it up and fucking goes off to the uh, vehicles and we walk out to this fucking pit. <clears throat> so we're at the pit and it's it, a long line of uh, of us. And well, hey, I can I reject you right there, man? And like, because it, it goes a, a little bit before that, before it gets to the firing pit. You know what I mean? <clears throat> okay. To, to really, to, to, Get the grasp behind it, man. Because I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. Because, man, he was the only dude in all my time in the army I ever lost. Like, right there, lost. Like, yeah, they might have passed, you know, outside of my care or whatever. But as long as they were with me, he was the only dude that I lost. And he really set the tone for me. And uh it really upset me because I spoke about it earlier about how the command can fuck shit up. Um, <clears throat> we always, like you said before, Johnson, like I, I was like an infantry guy until it was time to be a medic. So I knew everybody's job besides my own. Like I, I took an interest in that, something I wanted to do. So I wanted to learn it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was so odd us going up there to the test fire pits and stuff because we always pull up two Bradleys at a time. They traverse test fire drop ramps for dismounts to go test fire at the pit. Dismounts low back up, two pull off, and so on and so forth. Well, this time they had a whole line of damn Bradleys, uh, you know, up there drop ramp before and there's a uh, really a whole ass ton of people out there at this test park it was a gaggle fuck from hell mm-hmm. and it was way more people than normal yeah I mean, way more it's usually you know two squads which is mm-hmm. you know 12 people maybe a little bit more yeah, yeah. and now it's a whole freaking company at the test fire pit and you got People yelling at you, the higher ups, oh, hurry up, hurry up, get back to your vehicles, you know. And but you got to go test fire, and 
there's a sign that that says, you know, no uh, dismount test fires past this point. Well, there's so many people out there. No one's paying attention to that. And, yeah. you know, I'm I'm standing there. I'm like, well, I, I'm not going to push and fight my way up here. I, I'll test fire. And, I mean, they ain't going to start this mission without me. So, and Kreider was there next to me. And he was like, you know, like you said, brand new guy. And he was like, he goes, oh, oh, well, I'm going to go down here. And I just remember looking at him and be like, well, all right, man, go ahead. I ain't trying to push my way around. And shortly after that, you know, ba-ba-ba-ba, And, you know, as I'm looking over, I uh, I see I see the rounds impacting, and it was it was rough, dude. Like seriously rough. And I just remember, you know, just throwing my hand up, you know, over my face, you know, cease fire, cease fire. How they taught us, you know, mm-hmm. and just running. You know, I dropped my weapon and just ran because I mean we're right there. We're not out in the sector. Um, I ran up there to him, man, and just doing whatever I could. And, you know, there was, wasn't much I could do. Um, he, he was gone before he hit the ground. Uh, but, man, that just – it upset me so much because it didn't need to happen. And yeah. the, but for the simple fact of people trying to rush to impress someone. There was no need for it. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it was hard on me, man. It was, like I said, it was the first dude that I lost. And it really set a tone for me. And I was like, not again. I'm not doing it. Like, so from that point, uh, as far as like medically for us, I, uh, there was two other guys that were uh, EMT paramedic certified. Or no one, their love was. And then Weller had his MTB. And then I made it a a goal to get the entire platoon CLS qualified, combat lifesaver qualified. So they knew how to, you know, be the first line person there to help save one of us. You know, so they had, you know, airway, knew how to do IVs, stop bleeding, tourniquets, things like that. Uh, also, you know, because I am who I am, I'm kicking doors and shooting at motherfuckers. I'm liable, my liable to something happened to me and I need someone to look after me too. So yeah, it's like I made sure you guys knew everything to do. You know, I was like, it was rough, man. It was a rough, yeah. rough day. Yeah, I was standing next to him uh, when it happened, and uh, I to this day I kind of feel like I'm responsible for it, man, because as we're getting pushed over further and further and further down this line, and I remember looking at the stick, and I'm like, can't go past that, so I yeah. stop. I'm not going anymore, and yeah. uh, I shoot, and as I'm turning around, I see you running towards me, hauling ass. 
hand flying in the air, you know, the ceasefire thing. And I look down on the ground and there's a helmet just spinning on the ground, skidding around on the ground in the dirt. And I look over at Kreider, who I didn't know was Kreider at the time. Yeah. Completely gone. There's no... Yeah, I mean, the the only way that we knew who it was because everybody was asking and I couldn't I, I couldn't tell and uh, someone's like you know said who it was we recognized another tattoo on his arm mm-hmm. yeah I, I saw you guys running up and I'm like man it's you can stop yeah that was well, yeah, I mean, that training you know I mean it just kicks in and dude I I have to say I used to be the biggest dude that used to complain about doing repetitive stuff in the army. Mm-hmm. And dude, then, and like you said, like Easter Sunday and that, that stuff, like it clicked in my head why we did stuff over and over and over again. Because when it came down to it, like I just reacted and yeah. I didn't think about it. It was just second nature. And I was like, all right. I get it now. It's like an epiphany mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, yeah, it is that moment. Kevin, what do you got, man? Oh, no, well, yeah, no, I, uh, um, you know, being a drill, you know, and, and you, you put soldiers through training and you kind of, you kind of want to, you know, <clears throat> you know, express, express the importance of, of doing you know, repetitive training to, to, to establish that muscle memory so that when you do find yourself in those situations that, you know, you're, you, you shut down essentially and you go on autopilot and you just perform. And, uh, and sometimes you even black out. I remember when Regan came to us from uh, 82nd, he deployed to Afghanistan with the initial push over there. And, you know, he mm-hmm. was in combat and I remember asking him, I was like, what was it like? You know, he said, man, we got in this one engagement and all I remember is, is taking shots. Next thing I know, I'm laying on the on the ground behind my 240, uh, rounds complete. He's like, I had no idea what happened. I just blacked out and did my job. Um, and that happens, you know. Yeah. The thing. But and, and, and it goes back to what you're saying, Doc, like doing doing that stuff over and over and over. It seems tedious. It seems, oh, really we gotta do this again? I know I know this stuff. You know I know this stuff, but like it, you know, when you find yourselves in that, in that situation, um, it's about, it's not about, yes, I know it when I'm testing, it's about needing to know it when it's real life. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I, when, when all that went down, man, I was on the test fire pit, probably like, you know, 20 meters away from, from where you, uh, you and Kreider were Tyree. And, uh, <clears throat> I remember, I remember the, the coax going off. I was like, well, wait a second, that is, they're not supposed to be shooting. Yeah, I, I yeah. turn I turn around and like I see Doc. You didn't drop your M16. You hurled that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, dude. You you like launched it. It was in your right hand. You launched it and you. I might have like, threw it the track, man. I don't know. <laughs> now nah, you just th- you just threw it off off to the side. I mean, but like like 10, 15 feet away from you, um, and like that was the fastest I've ever seen you move, man. Like you immediately saw that a soldier was on the ground. And you, in, in, you know, obviously not knowing who it was at the time, um, and you were our platoon. You were the second platoon medic, yeah. but you know, to 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 the medic, to the to the doc, that doesn't matter. You see, you know, a U.S. soldier down, 
then you're going to spring into action. And you did. And I remember, uh, yeah, man, just looking over there. Like I, I remember seeing Kreider as he was falling to the ground and, and obviously there's a big huddle around it and everything. So I couldn't see what was happening. Like, you know, in the immediate area until I got closer, but, uh, for the, for, so, so this, this, uh, this whole event, man, um, you know, it was our, it was our first, really anything, right? Like, yeah, that was our first, we had had just casualty, man. Like our first, yeah, I mean, we had just gotten, so this was, this was March 21st, right? Um, uh, March 21st, man. Um, so we, we were brand new to this deployment. I mean, we had gone out on a few uh, presence patrols here and there. Um, I think we had already had that. Uh, the, I think the Abrams had already run over that landmine or whatever it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just a small thing. But this, man, like I remember going back. They said they canceled the mission that day. I remember just going back to the, uh, to the choose. Oh, yeah. It was just fucking quiet, man. Quiet. You know what I mean? Like you could hear a pin drop from the other side of Samara. And what was, what's, what's crazy to me is, and, and, and this still goes on in the military and law enforcement as with firefighters, EMTs, you know, the medical professionals uh, and people that work in this particular field, you're expected to perform immediately after we went back on a mission the next day and we were, ha- we had to go out and do our patrol. Like, clear-headed you know yeah. we hadn't oh. even had his memorial and we're back out yeah. in samara doing patrols yeah. yeah that's the thing it was war. but yeah that that isn't war what we had to do was war that yeah i, I can't emphasize to this day man is a, a senseless death that didn't need to be happening it's carelessness and um, I just feel for his family, man, and that his life was cut short so early. Yeah, he was. Uh, he yeah. was 19 years old, man. I felt 19. for his uh, the people in his platoon. Yeah, I, I sat with some of them after, and it was like fucking rage, anger. They you it's you're in combat. And uh, your buddy goes down. You want to go get the motherfucker that did it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. in this particular case, the motherfucker that did it is your fucking friend. And of course, they didn't do this shit on purpose. But yeah, fuck. The first time that you have to deal with that shit and doing your job for real, it made the entire deployment real. It was that yeah. moment right there. Yeah, that was it. Was it? Everything else changed. Nothing else mattered. No. It was fucking. And as far as I was concerned, man, that, you know, and even conventions say you can't aspire uh, unless, you know, protecting your casualties or whatever. I'm, I'm trying to prevent casualties. Like, if I, if I negate that threat, then I won't have no casualties to deal with. So, yeah. You know, and it's like you said, it, it was a senseless death um, in, in more ways than one. Like, it was an accident, um, it was negligence, but it was an accident. Yeah. Um, and it, that, and for that reason, it shouldn't happen. The reason uh, that it made us angry when we went out in patrols is if we if we weren't in Iraq in this war, we wouldn't 
he wouldn't have been there in front of that Bradley. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's another big can of worms that this podcast ain't about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But, yeah. But, um, like, man, after that, it was, you know what I mean? We we did a lot of uh, training outside of our missions to, to, to prevent stuff like that. And, and it was – from there on out, everything was a lot more careful. And, like, I know by our platoon, like, everybody knew where they were firing before they pulled the trigger. Yeah. And, you know, that had to do with the command, those NCOs and stuff that, that were out there with us. Like, wow, Bill. I, f- I freaking love that guy. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. The uh, The leadership will prevent shit like that from happening. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't have shit like that happen in our platoon. No. I mean that's I'm what I'm gonna say. I'm not. I'm not knocking any other platoon with uh, their their with their shit because I don't know what the what the hell they have going on over there. <coughs> but no. I know that over in second platoon we have our shit fucking. We're fucking ready. All right. Yeah. We're fucking ready at all times. You know, yeah, and I mean, that is uh, that that came from our leadership, man. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and I feel like I feel like uh, you know because we talked about that with Griff, and I feel like future episodes, I mean, it's going to be a recurring, like there's not going to be a single person that was there who is going to disagree with that, who, who can find another reason why, you know, things went so well. It mm-hmm. is largely in part due to the leadership that we had pr- uh, prior to, to deploying and while we were deployed. Yeah. I mean, it absolutely was, man. And that, that we, like you've said, we have all said, it's like we already deployed together. We went through so many field problems together. It was yeah. a well-oiled machine, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you couldn't have asked a better group of guys to go to war with. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I'm, <coughs> yeah, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so happy that, like, some of these NCOs are still NCOs, senior NCOs, the seniorest of NCOs in the, in the United States Army. Um, still out there leading, like leading troops and have been since this, you know, since 2004, they, you, you, you think about like, um, how many troops that they've led on various deployments, various training missions at various units across the army reach is so far and so great. Like, and the positive influence that you know that they, I mean, obviously I guarantee you, there are always those soldiers who hated, you know, hated them as a first sergeant or hated them as a, as a young sergeant major or whatever, but you know. That's just because yeah. there's shitbags well, in the army. <laughs> no, <laughs> those, those are the guys that can't separate uh, friends from work. You know, those are the same yeah. guys that get mad at their boss when they're trying, you know, they're not drinking the night before, but then they make them go do their job. So, yeah, yeah, man, this is what it is. It's, it's a job that can't When you're told to do something, you need to do it. Yeah. Or, um, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to. I, so we've been, we've, uh, I love, I, I love to, to, to death. I love our leadership that we had over there, but I feel like we're uh, definitely uh, giving them a good reach around uh, <laughs> this, this go around. Um, honestly. So, and man, I don't, the, the thing with the thing that happened with Kreider was fucking terrible. Can't express that enough. The worst possible thing. This young soldier deploys to combat to fight and potentially die in combat and that's just not how it happens 
Um, and that's bullshit. But I want, I kind of want us to lighten the mood a bit. Um, not, not to take away from that, you know what I'm saying? But like, there, you know, there's a, there's a couple other things that happened in Iraq that I kind of want to bring up. And, uh, and so if you guys are, are good. I'm all right, man. Oh, oh yeah. On. Doc? Charlie Mike. Doc, I have a question for you. Do you remember what was written on 95% of all buildings in Samara? Oh, God. <laughs> Tyree, you know what I'm talking about? No, what are you, what are you talking about? Doc, you remember? Yeah. Oh, I remember. Go ahead. Go ahead with the story. <clears throat> so, you know, those of you who are listening, uh, Doc Skillen um, was, uh, he, it's an, it was definitely an exaggeration. You were never fat, right? You were no. a bigger dude. You could move <laughs> like, fast. You know what I'm saying? Like by like, normal uh, standards? Husky. No, army standards, I guess. Well, yeah, right, right. But, you know, you know and that, that's, that's neither here nor there. That, that needs to be adjusted anyway. But anyway, I can't remember who started it, but I want to say it was dudes in first, first squad. On just random buildings all over Iraq, you would see Doc is fat. That's <laughs> Every fucking where. Frederick is everywhere, a- dude. <laughs> yeah. Was it Fred? Yeah. Hey, yeah. but um, years later, come as a bitch. Oh yeah, man! I, I watching you on, on, on seeing you on Facebook and everything. Like no homo, bro. Like you got hot. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You, you cleaned up pretty good, man. I saw the six pack. I'm like, man, it's been working out. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, only six pack I've ever had came in the form of beer. Yeah, still. But yeah, yeah. That was that was a wild one. I mean, it was it was all just you know friendly rubbing, and, you know ribbing yeah. and shit, you know. So it's. And rubbing. Right. <laughs> um, um, I mean, we all had to, you know, it was just trying to make light of the situations yeah. we're in. We all messed with each other. There was all, everybody had their little nicknames and, you know, the crazy wild stories and stuff. Like, yeah. oh, man, Johnson, I mean, I was looking through pictures and stuff. Like, uh, do you remember almost kissing the dead dog? Well, actually, yeah, tonguing the dead dog. Yeah, it's yes, it's on my Facebook actually. My mom comments, "Is like Kevin, what are you doing?" Um, keep scrolling, mom. Don't it, it, just ignore <laughs> that one. Yeah. yeah, I was actually just looking what at this yesterday. I was like, "What the fuck was wrong with me, man?" Um, but Since you know, did, dog. He was like, well, "Yeah, get this, get this." I'm like, I, I, didn't, did. <laughs> I didn't actually make contact with it. Uh, but yeah, dude, and you, you know, and, and I, I, I've thought about that several times, like not just that particular thing, but like a lot of things and like, you know, doing the shit that you're doing when you're, you're deployed, when you're in combat. Um, I've always, I've always kind of thought that to prevent yourself from going like in a spiral, going crazy, you kind of have to allow yourself to be a little crazy so you can control it. Do you know what I mean? Cause like some of the shit that we were doing over there, like not combat related, do in real life yeah you know what i mean i mean it's just zero fucks we're given you know? absolutely zero fucks you're like i remember I, I might die today or tomorrow or the next day so like hell we're gonna have fun while we're not working you know yeah and we were, imagine, we were yolo before yolo happened imagine so how shit would have been if we had the internet like facebook and oh, instagram God. 
TikTok. Yeah. They're in fucking you see well, the craziest shit, I promise. Well, I yeah. mean, we didn't we never had access to the internet much. It was always, you know, waiting oh, no, an hour or something like that. We didn't have time for that shit. Yeah, well, we, it was we, always we, in black. It was always blacked out too. Yeah, that too. Like second deployment was totally different. But yeah. I, I know you guys didn't get, get in on that one, but yeah. I I had to go back for that one too. That was a long eighteen you, months. You went back with Bravo or with yeah, with one two six, right? Yeah, I went back with uh, one two six and uh, Sergeant Marcatante. You know, he he like he knew like the shit that we went through that deployment, and he was like, yeah. you know, hey, once you just uh, come to the aid station, you know, kind of take a little step back from like the front line type stuff, and you know, come like learn some, you know, more medical type stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. And, now, if uh, I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, dude, was that deployment um, one two six was considered the uh, what was it the had seen the most combat or like had the like like the worst the hard, shit since Vietnam the hardest hit unit yeah. since Vietnam yeah yeah man we were that was the same up. year that was it, the same year and, that uh, McGinnis got the Medal of Honor yes yes and dude from going from first deployment is that deployment it was like nine day man like you know yeah. uh wild wild west to cops filmed live on baghdad it was so ridiculous you know for a warning shot you had to do a 15-6 investigation you know a big packet it, for a warning shot it was ridiculous our hands were tied a lot, and yeah that's just the way it was and then you know the tactics they were using were a little different than what we were used to. Um, and then they had uh, <laughs> a lot more explosives than they did the last time. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, uh, I don't know if you know this, but there was a, 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 a I guess he was a, an embedded Army Times journalist with you guys called, uh, her name is Kelly Kennedy. And she, she wrote a piece um, on that and it's called "They Fought for Each Other: The Triumph and Tragedy of the Hardest Hit Unit in Iraq." Yeah. Um, and uh, and so that ought to, I mean, that ought to tell you a lot, man. Yeah. Um, like, and but you asked me what I did, and uh, I just want to touch on that real quick to send a little shout out, man. I uh, I end up having to go out with our support platoon, and. Uh, I I was not going to be doing anything. My mindset, I was like, I'm going to be chilling in the aid station, hitting the gym, mm-hmm. and eating some good food this deployment. No mm-hmm. MREs, no uh, easy mac and tuna. Like, I'm not doing it. You know, or ramen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, one day into my hooch door walks um, – a young gentleman that had become a very good friend of mine, uh, Frank Fields. And he was with the support platoon. And they needed a medic. And uh, his platoon, Sergeant, Sergeant Nagel, was like, hey, you're pretty close with Skillin, and I've heard some good things about him. Why don't you go see if he'll be our platoon medic? And he walked through the door and asked me, hey, you know, we need a medic. You know, we come with us. Man, I dropped what I was doing, kind of hung my head, and I was like, 
man, you're a fucking asshole. Because <laughs> I was like, you knew you came and asked me. I couldn't say no. So I, you know, grabbed my shit and went down to the hoose and got ready to go out and patrol with support platoon. And, uh, man, everything happens for a reason. And uh, I'm glad I did, dude, because I got to save his life. Uh, yeah. One night he ended up hitting, we uh, hit EFP, uh, which is a improvised explosive device wrapped in copper. And uh, we had up armors and everything, but they, you know, cut through it like butter mm-hmm. and ended up losing both of his legs. Uh, but, you know, was able to get up there and, you know, throw some tourniquets on while we are taking fire and uh, get him loaded up, packed up in uh, Kazi back into the green zone within 12 minutes, man. So saved his ass, got him in there, and you know the brigade uh, or the hospital commander came down. Was like, "Wow, man!" He's like, "You're just a specialist." I was like, "Yeah, second time go around." But (laughs) he's like, "You know, we we don't get you know people in here like that, you know, much from the field." He's like, "You did an outstanding job, you know." You know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, he's my best friend. You know, what am I going to do? So after, I, you know, he came out of surgery and stuff, we were able to leave. And I, I ended up getting a Arcom with V-Device from that. And you were talking about that in the last episode. Mm-hmm. It, it is one of those that you, you really hold dear to you because you usually get it for some, some wild yeah. shit. Yeah. And, uh, man, fast forward to today. That dude is a life coach. He's doing awesome things. Like he's an inspiration to me, like all the time. Like whenever I feel down and stuff, you know, I give him a call. We talk or whatever. You know, awesome dude. Was there ever a time when it was too much? As far as what mission, like or doing your doing your doing your job what you train for like where saving, i couldn't do my job where saving like, lives where oh, was, I couldn't. was there ever a time where you're like fuck what the hell is going on here to where i, I don't want to do it we're not where you couldn't do it but like it was just like like your breaking point almost yeah your breaking point what was no, did you ever they, come up to that point well i i mean i had it you know and i was kind of losing it a little bit and they had, they had to pull me off Mm-hmm. Um, uh, basically, like, I ended up catching Q fever uh, the second tour, and it was, uh, it's, you know, a spore thing that comes through the dust, and it comes from barnyard animals. You know, we're driving around the Humvees, dust, you inhale that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got pretty sick, man, and, like, I wouldn't come off mission. Like, they like Sergeant Mark was like, it basically had to come out to that Humvee and be like, stand down. You are not going on mission. I was like, Sergeant, I was like, I have all the respect for you, but fuck you. These are my guys. I'm going on mission, you know? And it just came down. I was like, all right, 
the only person I'll let go is Sar Mesner. If Sar Mesner goes, I'll I'll allow it. You know, type shit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, man. Other than that, uh, not really, dude. Like later, yeah, definitely. And I mean, still today, you know, a lot of things I have to deal with. It's been crazy, but through you know fate and karma, I guess, or whatever, I, I lucked up and in, into a really awesome job. So, what is that? Um, man, I work for a, uh, a predominant timber company here in the Pacific Northwest. And, uh, I basically ride around with my dog all day and in the woods and I check passes, you know, gates and stuff and make sure nobody's doing things they ain't supposed to. And honestly, it affords me time to heal and process and, you know, go through things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Reflection. Yeah, it's awesome. Damn, man. It's fucking um, incredible. I'm glad that you, you have that little bit of uh, peace for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, that's, you know, there's there's so many people that, that when they come home, that they don't ever find that. You know, no. they're just flooded with other things, or they just don't, never allow themselves to to have that, and they just, you know, get buried in it. <clears throat> So, yeah, it's it's, yeah, that's that's for sure a fucking good thing. Yeah, and I mean, it, this is this is all new this year, you know. what I mean, so, like, yeah, I've been through it, dude. Like, I, I understand like the struggles and everything everybody goes through. Um, and I'm in the process of trying to do some things with this this company as well as uh, so I can hopefully give back to some veterans and stuff and uh, have them come out and be able to utilize a little bit of this forest uh, to, you know, camp out, you know, maybe do some fishing and hunting, you know, you know, come together and like share stories and hopefully it helps somebody out, you know, because yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of that stuff does, man. And, you know, sometimes you, you're on some of these trips, these veterans and stuff and you make a connection with a guy that you never knew or whatever. And it's just, man, it reminded you of somebody, or maybe it reminded you of somebody that you've lost over there. And it, yeah. it helps so much, you know? Mm-hmm. That's dope, man. I love the fact that you're giving back to other veterans or at least trying to. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, the war's over, right? I mean, yeah, but but, Man, it, but it never is. The time, you know what I mean? You, you guys know it, it, it's hard for us to to get care and like from actually people that care to give us that care. You know, and me yeah. me being the you know the medic and stuff, dude. It it's very frustrating to see from them not caring about me or the other guy or you know when that nurse is giving that you know seventy year old vet attitude. It's like why you know, or whatever. So I I think, you know, whenever us as a veteran community can do something to help each other out, that's the most positive and best thing we could probably do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Word. This shit started to sound like a fucking Saturday. I mean, Saturday morning (laughs) fucking cartoon special. Right, 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 right. No, I mean, it's absolutely right, though, man. And then, and and Tyree, would you would you not agree that like one of the uh, additional reasons for us doing this podcast in in general 
is to get these stories out there to let other people know that like man like you've been through it we've been through it you know what i'm saying like hear our story you can relate you know what i mean like you're not alone in this oh um, hell yeah you know what i mean and that's mm. that's a, that's a that's a big thing dude because when they talk about uh, the suicide rates within the veteran community um like i'm still in the army right so they just recently uh, revamped the the suicide training and it's just as terrible as it was before. It's not good. It's death by PowerPoint, you know? Oh, God. Uh, it's the same <laughs> material, just reworded. And that's not yeah. the right answer. It hasn't been working. So you can't just roll out a new PowerPoint and say, this is it. This is the, the, new, the fix-all. Well, no, it's not, you, man. You, that's not... Man, like, they, they need to have, like, some of us, like, come in and redo that stuff for, for them and stuff. But, you know, but that, that's hard to do. Yeah, I think it starts with a conversation, though. You got to get people to talk about it. Yeah, you got to get people who want to help, not motherfuckers who are forced to help. Because I don't think you're gonna get the best help from that. Yeah, I right. think you, yeah, you get yeah, people most, who want to help. Most and, of them uh, that person collecting a paycheck. Yeah, not, not a a want or a need for them. They're just like, ah, oh, just doing this to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. That's not who I want. Yeah, it's not who I want for that kind of thing. I want somebody who gives a fuck. Y'all remember when we somebody... first got back in 05? You remember? You remember what they what they, they went like our our um what was it our transitional phase or whatever the fuck it was called, where they were like, hey, do you have PTSD? This is what they told me. I said, I don't even know what that is because I'd never heard it before. This was back in 05, man. Like war was new to our generation. Oh, oh, well, if it. you don't if you don't know what it is, then you probably don't have it. But if you do have it, any symptoms should subside within eight weeks. <laughs> are you shitting me that's what yeah. the lady told me and they and she wasn't she wasn't um they were social workers they weren't like it was exactly professionals yeah. in that particular field i remember it was a one page sheet that you went through and it wasn't like fine print it was very bold uh like do you feel like uh killing yourself do you feel like uh hurting others blah blah it was just the most generic thing and you know all of us knew like okay no 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 and if you didn't know the you know the ncos or whoever looked at those soldiers and said you put no for those <laughs> you know like right 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 i mean you were kind of coached yeah because hey suck it up and drive on yeah, it wasn't even a suck it up and drive on thing for me because I definitely have PTSD, but uh, it was more of a I just want to get the fuck out of here. I oh yeah, get the fuck out like, of here. Hindering my my escape plan. You know, yeah. I mean, all of us were you know held past our ETS day. I mean, I ended up reopening, but that was like right at the end, and I was just like, all right, I guess you're right. I'm not gonna do anything after. Give me my ten thousand dollars. I pass. Go. Give me my money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I end up Damn. doing like almost ten years. In. Ten years, all active. Yeah. No, right on. Uh, my last duty station was uh, for Lost in the Woods. Yikes! Oh man. Yeah, I was a drill sergeant up there. Uh, never want to. Never want to do that again. Started at the ER. The first night on duty there, man, there was a shooting at the club. And I was oh, like, yeah. 
Yeah, I had my dude all packed up and ready to go, and they're still working. They're like, uh, "Where, where's your guy? You know, where's the guy you had? I'm like, he's out there waiting on the bird, ready to go. What are y'all doing? <laughs> you know, it was another one of those. Hey, you're doing an awesome job. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. I don't Here's care. Pat on, pat on the back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're not telling me nothing. I don't know. Yeah, at that time, you know, I was I was ready to get out, man. I, I was yeah. biding my time because I, I knew I was getting out because like I couldn't I couldn't handle any more deployments, man. I, I was done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially but, in your field, man. Like, yeah. oh yeah. I mean, but first tour was definitely like for me. It was a lot. Uh, man, I hate to say it, but it was fun. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, it was. I mean, I there mean, were there were we, there were the moments that sucked, right? But like yeah. in general, it was. I mean, that's it fucking was life, though, bro. You, those are the those are the defining moments that make everything so great. You know yeah. that old saying. You know the the sweet wouldn't be as sweet without the bitter. Yeah. You know, and 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 all those bitter moments made all of us come together. Like I'm so so many things like come back to me. You know, so many memories listening to the other podcasts, you know, because for me, I don't think about these things because it brings up stuff and it's hard to deal with and hard to, you know, raise kids and stuff like that. So I tend not to think about it, but they've helped. These things have helped me like think of the good stories too, like of all of us hanging out and being in the shitty situation and stuff. And like the, the good stuff, stories and memories that came from those like something just horribly ridiculous oh my god you <laughs> want to talk about something that. fucking ridiculous i got a fucking ridiculous story with doc <laughs> right? I, I, I hope it's that one hey I hope it's that this one. right here is when the first signs of ptsd showed up for doc yeah. you motherfucker so <laughs> we are at Fucking patrol base, Yuvani. Fucking long missions and shit, doing all kind of long nights, fucking walking all over the fucking place, doing all kind of shit, missions and fucking combat. Fucking, we're getting contact on a daily basis. We're fucking beat the fuck up. Tired. 12 on, 12 off. Tired. Worn out, man. Yeah, and like, that 12 worn off the like... Yeah, the 12 off really went 12 off because you were eating, guard duty, radio duty, getting all your shit ready for the next thing. Or like helping out with the uh, local aid station. Yeah, you're always fucking running around, man. You're everywhere. You couldn't couldn't go around the corner without seeing Doc doing skill and doing something. So uh, anyway, after this particularly long mission, fucking I don't even know what the fuck we're doing. I don't remember it anyway. Uh, we come back to the classroom that we are sleeping in. By now, we have bunk beds. I don't remember if we actually had beds yet, but they're bunk beds. Well, we had we had those haji mats. Yeah, yeah. All of us were like, screw it. We're not sleeping on the bars here, so yeah, we're gonna yeah. get. We're buying haji mats. Yeah. So if you got a you got a nice mat, man, just a fucking better setup than sleeping on the fucking floor, man. I promise you. So we're laying down sleeping. I'm laying down sleeping anyway. And uh, I hear rustling. I hear some movement. I'm like, uh, fucking Doc's walking towards me. Skilling, what the fuck are you doing? 
fucking walking. Fucking walking. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He looks like he's pulling his fucking, like, unbuttoning his pants. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Skillin? I'm saying it's louder and louder, trying to get his attention. This motherfucker starts to fucking pee on me. <laughs> in my fucking bed. Not like in the face. Not in the face. But it's like splashing about fucking everywhere except the face. <clears throat> I get so fucking pissed off. But I'm I know what the fuck is going on. I know he's not doing this shit on purpose. Like I know this. This motherfucker's been working his ass off to the point that he's just fucking burnt the fuck out, man. And I'll never forget it. Like he he snapped out of it eventually they they say you're not supposed to wake up sleepwalkers. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm surprised you didn't uppercut him in his fucking dick, man. Dude, I wanted to, but I'm like, man, this motherfucker's going through something. Like, I'm smart enough to know that that that's not normal behavior. That's not something that he would do. I didn't piss Doc off. So, (laughs) Well, hell, you never piss Doc off. Yeah, you can never piss. Right. Well, fucking, I thought you could never piss on Brown, but here we go. No. <laughs> Man, like, the crazy thing, like, I don't even remember, like, but I vividly remember, like, being in my barracks room in Schweinfurt going to take a piss. And yeah. then next thing I remember is, like, opening my eyes and I'm pissing on your rucksack, man. Oh, man, like, I was so pissed off, dude. Oh, I was dude, so I, man. Dude, I was like, I literally, literally was like, pissed on. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I I was embarrassed, but like I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like, and then you know, because we had some training and shit, and I kind of like after, you know, things I thought about it for a little bit. I was like, you know, kind of clicked in my head. I was like, "Yeah, this is first signs of you know doing stuff like that." You know, it's PTSD. You know, so mm-hmm. well, great. <laughs> like, thanks, Army. But no, yeah, I mean, here we go. Yeah, you know, like those situations, man. Like, where it's just. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah I, I Fucked was, up I was, part is there was a fucking uh, audience because peeps watched that shit. Man, like <laughs> everybody. Because like, I was, I in, the, I was in the next room. Same room, Joe. I was in the next bay over and I heard this shit, dude. Yeah. Oh, crazy. It was, it was wild. It was, oh, my God. <clears throat> but yeah. see, that's how you know you're my boy because, you know, if you were somebody else, we'd have some problems. Right here, yeah. goddamn two decades later, we're still fucking laughing about it. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, it, like friendships is last lifetimes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so many yeah. things. Like, you remember uh, when you dressed up in the man dress and had the yes. yeah, there's pictures yeah. of that around on the internet somewhere. Yes, like, I have the original video. Like, I have, I still have my external hard drive from that deployment. Oh, I so everything, all the original stuff, I have it all. Like the tanker nice. stuff, the the five hundred pound bomb, like all that stuff, man. You're the, you're the original fucking uh, man on 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 scene. Oh yeah, you, you need to that stuff, man. Because like my my computer that I had over there, um, I can't get it to boot up or anything. I, I mean, I could probably harvest the hard drive and see what's on there, but well, they, you know, I had oh. everything on an external. An 80 gig. Dude, it's one of the big fucking things. It looks... Man, <laughs> Back in the day, day 80 normal. gigs was big. Yeah, it was... What it would was, be a great idea is if we were to create some kind of extra, like, uh, 
place where people could see all that kind of shit and go leave their comments. Oh yeah, because yeah, all those kind like, of pictures passed, that would be great. I pass mine around. Yeah, you're you're right. I have, yeah, I have other platoon stuff, other squads. Um, you know, some of the, the tanker guys from Rebecca mm-hmm. and them, uh, or mm-hmm. Roja, not Rebecca Roja. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so I've got all that. You know, Doc was plugged in with everybody. You see, so. we can create something that everyone can go back and look and remember. Yeah, share I mean, photos too. Like, yeah. yeah, all kinds of stuff. The, the damn camel spiders. Well, Tyree, <laughs> Tyree, uh, like we were talking about uh, earlier, and uh, in, in, in the group chat in the in the community, and I was being I was being resistant. I take it back. Um, <laughs> right, it's probably a good idea. It's hard to get Kevin to get on board with shit. God damn it. <laughs> but check this out. Hey, we got a few minutes left. Uh, I want to thank you for talking to us, man. This shit was fucking funny. We got into some deep shit. <laughs> um, there was no urine this time. That was all. That's always right. dope. Um, but, you know. No Kelly. Oh, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, man, it, it was so good to talk to you, man. We, I love you, fucking like a motherfucker. Um, yeah, Matt. The, the the fact that you even wanted to come on here and talk, we got a bunch of people who want to come and talk to us. Uh, be patient; it takes a minute to get shit together sometimes. But um, shit like this, man, tell your story. Come on here and, and fucking talk with us. Yeah, I you mean, know, it's 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 cool, man. It's it's. Uh, you can let some shit off your chest. Yeah, you can um... definitely that, bro. It, it's a, it's a way to uh, kind of heal, but in a good way, man. Just kick back, you know, maybe a brew, a smoke, and you know, just cut up with some old friends, you know, living yeah. old memories, and not all of them have to be bad, you know. Yeah. Or, <clears throat> Like tonight, we've talked about all kinds of stuff. And, I mean, there was more stuff I was thinking about talking about, like combat-related stuff, and we never even got to it. You know? Well, I mean, the good news is, dude, like it doesn't have to end. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, this episode will obviously have to end, but like, I mean, we we can we can bring you on and, and we can talk more. We can keep going. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm so I'm sure. There, I'm sure we didn't even scratch the surface with stories. Oh, oh yeah, dude. dude. There's like so many, like the uh. One that always sticks with me, man, and I talk about it with like close people. You know, I'm like, hey, check this crazy shit out. What we did, you know, the mm-hmm. the golden Quran, yeah, you know, basically oh. looking for the holy grail. You know, it it was one of those things. I was just like, awesome. Or mm-hmm. you know, just just the other day in the group chat, you were talking about, man. Uh, I just realized that a man that I had very many conversation with and, you know, never knew his name. And we talked about, you know, hometown stuff, military stuff and whatnot. And come to find out that's, you know, someone that's very famous now, you know, Chris Kyle. Yeah. And all these years, yeah. I didn't know that that was him. You know, I we knew, not a clue. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, stuff like that. dude. Just, it's nuts, man. It, yeah, like what you find out when you talk to a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. You talk to your friend and you fucking find out some shit that they did that you didn't do. And yeah, then it's, you it's, can it's, weave this shit together 
yeah, and make this it, picture. Yeah, tells a story. A full, a full on like panoramic or you know a three hundred and sixty view as much as you can, filling the holes in. Uh, yeah, man. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, so the the last thing that I want to say is um, before we go is like there's a there's a there's a quote right or, or whatever the fuck right um, the combat medic rules. You know, talking about. Yeah. All right. Uh, rule number one: good men will die. Right. This is combat medic stuff. Rule number two: Doc can't save everyone. All right. Rule number three: Doc will go through hell to break rule one and two. And I would like to add a fourth rule in there. Sometimes Doc might piss on you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, hey. man. If if that doesn't, if that, I mean, if that doesn't like that, that is. And to this to this day, this two we were deployed in 04, you are still my doc. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dude, I and I love that, dude. Like, I mean, it's like honestly for me, it was like having, you know, like thirty two freaking kids, bro. Like because <laughs> I mean well, honestly, being a kid yourself. <laughs> every, yeah, I was too, you know, but like no, because everybody came to me, you know, hey, Doc, my feet are messed up, or Doc, yeah. I don't feel good, or Doc, I'm shitting blood, or whatever, doc, you know? It, it, it burns when I pee. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, and I had to deal with that with you guys, man. So it's like I'm, I'm as close as most guys with their females, you know? <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we get you, pretty you close. got some intimate knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, and you guys know how I was. You know, I mean, we've touched on it a couple times. I've, I'd rather be slinging bullets than uh, IVs. Yeah, but there you were. Yeah, you both. Yeah, exactly. So that'll be the end of this fucking show. Uh, again, thank you for coming on, Doc. Uh, yeah, really anytime. So you haven't talked to you in forever. We're gonna have you back on. Don't worry about it. Right. And. Uh, this is me and Kevin's show. Kevin and I's show. However the grammar goes, it doesn't matter. The, it's the, 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 twos, the twos of us. Yeah. yeah. The both of you. Hey, both I of love you. it. And uh, before we get off here, I want to commend both of you for doing this, guys. For giving back to, to the veteran community. Because that's what you guys are doing now with this. Because... You know, someone's going to hear this and it's going to help them in that time. It's going to help them remember some, something. Maybe it'll help them reach out to somebody. You know, it, it, it's it, it's a tough thing to do and you guys are doing awesome at it. Thank oh, you. Man. I appreciate, I appreciate it. that. Man. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Y'all uh, have a good night and uh, this will be on soon. You can find our podcast everywhere. Fucking uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify. Yeah. Everywhere, iTunes, Spotify, uh, web browsers, Anchor. Um, there's so many others uh, that I cannot find right now. Did you ever put it on that uh, that Bean Pod or Pod Bean or you know what I'm talking about? I didn't get around to that yet. I'm still yeah. uh, add more stuff. We're on, there's Google Podcasts, there's all kinds of stuff, so you can find us. Just look for us. Before and, I forget, uh, and, before I forget, and uh, have a good night. Love you guys. Take care. I'll talk you, to man. you later. All right, deuces.